0: Let me just read this text once again in Titus chapter 2, beginning in verse 11, when he says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. In the statement that Paul is making to Titus, a statement that tells us that the grace of God has appeared and that the grace of God has a purpose. If the grace of God had appeared at that time, does that mean there was no grace in Old Testament times? Of course not. God always deals with people in grace. Does that mean that people in Old Testament times were saved by trying to fulfill the law? Of course not. Salvation is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is always faith alone in Christ alone. But the understanding Of the Christ, the understanding of the Messiah and what he's accomplished is not always the same. Uh, They looked from afar. We are looking face to face. They looked in anticipation of his coming. We live in anticipation of his return. And so, as we think about history in light of this, we can
1: just do a little flow sheet eternity past, a paragraph of time. Eternity, future. And in that brief span that we call human history,
0: God is working out an absolutely staggering, mind-blowing plan. And the only division that's worthy of notice is the cross of Jesus Christ. The seed of the woman promised in Genesis 3, the seed of Judah, promised in uh, Genesis 49. Then the seed of David, promised in 2 Samuel chapter 7. Then the child of the virgin, promised in Isaiah seven fourteen, Then the one born in Bethlehem, the one promised in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. And bang, Zechariah chapter 9, behold, O Zion, your king comes riding on a donkey and on the foal of a donkey. And there he is. And then God fulfills all of the prophecies that anticipated his rejection, his ministry. We know where he was to be born. We know his flight to Egypt. We know where he would grow up. We know the manner of his ministry. A bruised uh, reed he will not break. A smoking flax he will not extend to extinguish. Isaiah says he will not lift up his voice. He will not cry in the street. His ministry would be calm, quiet, sane, merciful,
1: compassionate, and then they'll reject him and kill him. We know all of this with minute detail and then all of a sudden they're silent from the standpoint of the old testament scriptures from this point forward there's silence until he comes again he comes in humility as the lamb of god that takes away the sin of the world
0: he returns as the lion of the tribe of judah in victory and glory and the people back here as they look forward Racked their brains, the the prophets studied and meditated and prayed and asked what kind of time is going to bring about all of these strange, strange events. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. You know, Sometimes we think of uh, phrases and terms like this, and uh, they almost seem foreign to us. The idea of being sober, being righteous, being godly. And there's a reason that the Word of God constantly challenges us to this aspiration. And that is because it's the healthy way to live. Verse 13 goes on to say, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. By the way, one of the strong verses, uh, I think there are three incidents in Titus alone where he uses the phrase, our God and Savior, identifying the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then, of course, the expectation means that under the storm clouds, and the trials of life our eyes are fixed on an absolute certainty and that is the return of the lord jesus christ our blessed hope the word blessed is the same word jesus used in the beatitudes and it's a word that means to share the happiness of god we share the happiness of god because we are a bride waiting for the bridegroom we are anticipating the return of our lord our king and our savior